0: Greetings, people, welcome to the second tier podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the Villa Scott Hogan. It's my Birmingham Scott Hogan. It's just Impeach. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm absolute I'm absolutely exhausted. I am in agony. Yes. Absolute agony. Why are we in agony, Justin? We were paintballing yesterday. Yeah, and I have got so many bruises all over me. Not even from just the bullets hitting me, from just jumping and landing on things that I shouldn't have, such as tree branches. Glad you said tree branches there. Yes. Um, I've got one. My hip is in absolute agony because I dived down a hill and it was the coolest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Slid down like I was properly in the army, jumped over a river, and then I thought, oh, I'll do it again, just get behind that barricade there. (laughs) (laughs) Jumped up, landed straight on a, a tree branch. I was lying there for 10 seconds in absolute agony, <laughs> screaming while, while there's bullets flying there's around me. Luckily, I was behind the barricade, so the I wasn't being shot at while this was happening. Um, but it really, really hurt. And now we're paying for it today. And We are paying for it today. If you could have one player in the championship on your paintballing side, who would it be? Contextually now, yes. Sam Morsey. Okay. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. He gets involved. He gets involved, and he looks like he'd be very handy at paintball. I, from my experience yesterday, the smaller people were very good because they were very agile. That's a good and point. A lot of tall people would have struggled. Yeah, yeah. So maybe somebody small. Nobody pops into my mind. Pablo Hernandez. Yes, he's not very quick, though, is he? I'm thinking somebody. Maybe someone like Tom Barcazen, Very, very nippy. Just send him out straight away to get the bomb. <laughs> in these cases because there was like bombs and flags that yeah. he had to capture so maybe someone like him anyway justin i have a question for you <clears throat> go on then why are you such a knob i'm joking uh why are we in the business end of the season yet sorry what <laughs> <laughs> okay <been> out. <laughs> yes are we in the business end of the season yet of course we are you think we are We've got 10 games left that is true I was going to say, is the business end after the international break that's coming up? No, I think I think we're just entering the, the business end of the season now. Okay. Refresh it into it. After and after the international break, you're well into it. Yeah, like deep into negotiations at that point mm-hmm. before you finalise any deals. Let's start off with one of the big results, not just of the season, but this weekend as well. It's one of the shocks of the season as well. Yeah. Uh, it's West Brom. They lost 1-0 to Wigan. Absolutely. An astounding turnaround in form from Wigan. They have really, really impressed not just me, you, pretty much everyone, because they look a completely different side to the one we saw a few weeks ago. Well, I've pretty much spent 90% of this season so far slating Wigan, slating Cook. Yeah, And it's not until probably the end of January where they started to turn things around with performances, they started getting goals. They were still conceding at that point, but now they're on this run of former, they got three wins, three clean sheets. They beat West Brom, they beat Millwall, and they drew against Cardiff. The, you know two teams that are competing to push for the playoffs. Beat Leeds. They've beat Leeds. Yeah. They're third in the form table. Mm. And this you'd be is- you'd be forgiven for thinking this was a backs-against-the-wall job for Wigan mm-hmm. and then they just go up the other end of the pitch and nick a goal. But that really wasn't the case, was no. it? West Brom struggled to create anything substantial mm-hmm. and that's mainly because Wigan were so well-drilled, they yeah. worked hard and just did a job over West Brom, didn't they? Yeah, this the, thing, the, the Wigan side, they've not been a typical relegation candidate where they get absolutely battered by teams. No. They haven't been involved in games where they've been outscored by three, four, five goals. You know they've they've been very, fairly close games. The, one of the issues with Wigan all season is getting in front first, and they started doing that now. And obviously the form's turned around, the games have turned around, and you know it's paying dividends now. In addition to that, earlier in the season they had a, a few good performances, mm-hmm. and the results just didn't go their way, yeah. and they were quite unlucky really. I and mean, as you say, did not kind of head first and not putting the ball in the back of the net really cost them. But Kiefer Moore. Full of confidence now yeah. He is Playing out of his skin he Especially is. compared to How he was earlier in the season mm-hmm. Because he was Clearly lacking confidence he creates, He's creating chances For his teammates now As well Which is It just adds another String to his bow really yeah. Exceptional stuff From Big Keith um, yeah. But going back to What you were saying About Paul Cook You have been one of His biggest critics I have. You've got to say Well done to him For turning things around No absolutely And it's been mentioned Very heavily um, On Twitter that he should be given management right now, okay. um, and I do not disagree with that at all. Maybe even manager of the season. No, but they were so down on no, their luck. Weren't they? They were, Justin, they were pretty nearly dead and buried at one point. Yeah, and now why were they nearly dead and buried? Now they're seventeenth. Why were they nineteenth? Sorry, why were they nearly dead and buried? Because they've been poor all season. That doesn't say. That's, that shouldn't be gifted an award to someone who's been in charge of that team who've been poor for two thirds of the season my only criticism for Wigan at the moment is you can't leave until February every season to go on a run <laughs> to get you out because it doesn't last long and it bites you bite you, bite you in the arse um, but nonetheless no they've got trajectory they've got momentum and out of the 10 games they've got less they've got six home games which is very very helpful mm. and in addition to that Six of their last ten are against sides involved in the relegation exactly. battle. So you've got to say you'd imagine Wigan will stay up from this point, wouldn't you? I'm not saying anything. I'm gonna say I I will say yes, I'm because saying. there are some some of the teams around them are in shocking runs of form and playing a lot worse than we're getting at the moment. So, well done to Paul Cook. West Brom's side of things, Mm -hmm. though, a really poor showing from them. Mm -hmm. A really, really poor showing. Um, Was this poor enough to make you think that they could still drop out the top two? I don't think they'll drop out the top two, but it certainly adds a bit of... well, makes it a bit more interesting for the fight for the title. You know, Leeds are in top, top form at the moment, Um, and West Brom, they have been in good form, but... You know it's it's when you're it's it's these sort of games where they've struggled where they they're up against teams that are hard to play against they're fighting for survival it's a different type of game you know it's scrappy it's sloggy it's difficult um and it, as well as that they concede a, they do concede a lot from set pieces they conceded fourteen this season from set pieces um which is the sixth highest in the league so there's obvious weaknesses there in this west Brom team I think teams who need to get goals from all sorts of scenarios, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to make it hard for West Brom. Yeah, still a six-point gap between them and Fulham in third. Over at the KCOM Stadium, there was a spanking as Hull were smashed 4-0 by Leeds. Um, it's fair to say Hull are in absolute shambles at the moment, aren't they? It's we. I mean, this might be a recurring um, phrase, but yeah, word for him. Yeah, Leeds were brilliant. Hall were absolutely toilet. This game was like attack v defence, really, because Hall yeah. barely got a blow on Leeds. Yeah. And it was just constant barrage after barrage of attacks. Mm-hmm. And it, it, was quite, it was quite poor to watch, really, from a whole perspective, because I, I felt a bit sorry for their fans who were just watching a Leeds masterclass Well, their side got picked apart. It might explain why they're selling out tickets to Leeds fans in the home end because no one wants to go and watch it at the moment. No, no. and can you blame them? No, absolutely not. I can't see them winning at the moment because they're so, so bad. They're starting eleven, as we've said before, decimated by injuries, losing their two best players. Now there's an argument for them being the worst side in the league. Because yeah. they are so bad in terms of form, yeah. the confidence is <clears> gone, <throat> the quality of the squad that's been left is not great. Yeah. They're looking really, really bad, aren't they? Well, it is a huge worry, as you say. You know, Four points above the relegation zone, the squad's decimated, there's no goal scorer, there's no creativity. It's a shame, really, because McCann, for the first half of the season, it was a nice story. You know, he's come from Doncaster. He's he's had fairly big shoes to fill in um, the Nig- uh, Nigel Atkins and the job he did with a squad that was there, which was already a fairly poor squad. You know, now it looks it looks bad on him, but you know he's been dealt a, a you know a bad hand, um, and they're probably going to lose Kevin Stewart and Jackson Irvine in the summer on free transfers. I don't know where they go. No. It's it's a serious rebuild, and you know Hull fans were praying that it's going to be in the Championship next season. Yeah, I mean, even if they do stay in the Championship next season. I'm not very optimistic about their no. hopes because, as you say, they're losing two of their best players. Yeah, They've already lost their two best players. Things are really, really bad at Hull at the moment. The only real saving grace for this season is that Hull, Middlesbrough are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're four points behind Hull. And then Barnsley and Luton, who are the two teams at the bottom, they are seven points behind Hull yeah. and it, it's going to be tricky for those two sides to make up that gap. But as I say, I struggle to see Hall winning many matches well, for the rest of the season. The thing is about Borough, Luton, and Barnsley—they've got—they've got a bit of creativity. They've got—they've got goals in their sides. Um, whereas this Hall side just don't have it. No, no, they're really, really poor at the moment. Uh, that third Leeds goal though—that's got to be up there for goal of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was. Unbelievable the way they've played it from the back, <laughs> just pinging passes side to side yeah. and then eventually just laying it off and burying it for Tyler Roberts. Sensational stuff. It's the, it's the swarm that is their counterpress. Mm. It is horrifying, I imagine, as an opposition player yeah. when you're just closed in on like that. I mean, it wasn't helped by Hall's defending being absolutely shocking, but no. it was Bielsa Ball at its best. Absolutely. Absolutely sensational. Jack Harrison, though. Just gets better and better in every game I see him. He's someone I really want to uh, shine a light on because this weekend, no other player created more chances or completed more dribbles than him. He is a fantastic player, isn't he? And last season, I had my question marks over yeah. him. This season, he has been a breath of fresh air. You know, he, he has matured and you know, if Leeds do it, go up, I'd hope that they make that a permanent move for him because, you know, he's not going to get anywhere near the City side. Oh, He'll be a good he, player in the Premier League. I think he would be. Yeah, he looks at home in this in this lead side. And obviously, Bielsa likes him. You know, there's not many, not many times where a loanee who's been on loan for a season gets another chance the next season. You know, it's very rare that that happens. So there's obviously a bit of, bit of football romance there from mm-hmm. Bielsa with Harrison. Would you say Leeds player of the season? Uh, I think consistency going forward, definitely. You know, there are shouts. There's Ben White. There's Calvin Phillips who have been superb this season as well. You know, it's competitive, but make no mistake you know jack harrison has been probably their best player um going forward this season mm, i completely agree i think for me, he will be Leeds' player of the season because he has been absolutely brilliant. It's not his fault that a lot of the chances he yeah. creates don't get put away. His left foot is a wand, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, he and doesn't... his first touch—it's yeah. like having pillows on his feet. <laughs> he just touches it down every time. He's a class, class player, and as I say, he's getting better and better. But it was a great win for Leeds. They've had loads of chances, uh, loads of games, sorry, where they've struggled to put away chances, but that was not the case at all here. They're back to their best at the right time of the season. Still five points clear of Fulham in third and a point behind West Brom. Fulham two, Preston nil, Abubakar Kamara wrapping up the points in the 95th minute. Wasn't straightforward though for Fulham. Preston created uh, quite a few chances, played quite well, a really good performance from them really and were probably unlucky to leave with nothing. Yeah, they'll they'll be disappointed they couldn't get a result, Um, but they still only mustered two shots on target. You know, Rodak has made two good saves, but... You know, it just goes to show you: are they missing that striker that is going to yeah. is going to put um, put chances away? That's going to take them to that next level. Do they need to create more chances to outweigh the ones that they're not taking? You know, it, it's a, it's an interesting conundrum. And I think, you know, to, to as I say, to get to that next level, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Preston in a sec. Um, for the me, this game was a good example of Fulham not playing to their strengths again. Because sure it was a 2-0 win but they only got the first goal through a Falukian goal and the second came after Preston were throwing everyone forward. They, I was looking at the heat maps for Mitrovic, Nokia and Cavalero and they're having to come so deep to get a touch of the ball yeah. because the ball's not getting forward to them quick enough. Mm-hmm. It's like having three Ferraris and using them to take your kids to school. Yeah. It's not playing to your strengths and making the most of what you've got. It's... Really frustrating to watch from a neutral's point of view. No, definitely. And I think this also pays into that. You know, Fulham have scored 55% of their goals in the second half of games this season. And of that 55%, 23% have come in the final 15 minutes. So that's telling me that they aren't utilising the quality they have in the squad throughout the game. You've got to impose yourself from the start. So as I say, they've got the ability and the quality in the squad to put teams, push them back, push them back. Don't let other teams get, Confidence throughout the game Otherwise mm. You're going to make it hard of, your, hard of yourself And you know It gets very predictable For opposition As we've seen I think almost every time For been pun- been punished It's been Relatively straightforward Yeah The style of play Does not suit Mitrovic, Nokia And Cavalera Is it the no. Passing about no. Short passing Does not suit them at all They've, They Does suit Michael Hector though He was absolutely Class again yesterday he is, he is a good play to watch Yeah Preston Really good performance From them Uh, I think Preston will end up in the top six because they've lost three out of the last four but because the teams outside the playoffs are so inconsistent they're still sixth. It is weird. And the next six games are very generous. Yeah. Very, very generous. So they should be able to reinforce that top six place really, shouldn't they? Yeah, it's hard. As I've said um, before we moved on to Fulham it is very difficult to see what this Preston team can do in the playoffs, because as I say, you know, you're not creating enough chances away from home. You're relying on your home form. You know, obviously, it's two legs in the playoffs. What What are the expectations from um, supporters going mm. into the playoffs? It's a lottery at the end of the day, isn't yeah. It? And that's if you're a Preston fan, that's the one thing you bank on mm-hmm. that over those two legs, you might be able to nick something. But it's it's hard to see Preston if they do finish in the playoffs, yeah. if they can. That if they can get anything from it. Mm-hmm. You agree? No, absolutely. Lovely. Relegation six-pointer. Luke Luton and Stoke drew 1-1. One, one. James Collins with an equaliser late on after a controversial penalty. What did you make of it? It's one of them where defender sticks out a leg. He's, he's, he's giving the attacker a chance to either dive or simulate a dive, which is almost the same thing. You're asking for trouble there, and I think that might just that might be the rustiness of James Chester's not playing much football. It was a late. it was a very dramatic fall to the floor from Callum McManaman it. Hey, if you if you're down there, you're going to take it, aren't you? It was like a ghost judo throw him judo threw him <laughs> to the ground at when that happened, and then he did a, a couple of rolls over at the same time. Um But at the same time, I don't look at that because sometimes. The force of a challenge can make that happen, can't it? But yeah. I couldn't see much contact. But either way, um, Luton are still holding up the rest of the league at the bottom of the table. But they will be encouraged by their recent form, won't they? Yeah, one definitely. loss in their last five. There you go. You know, they're a side that uh, are <laughs> coming into form far too late in the season. Um, you know, that run of defeats. And I think it was one win in 19 at one point this season. where you know, that's almost, that's put them down there. You know, it's... It's fine margins in the championship, and I think they've been dealt a harsh lesson um, coming into the coming to the league. So, you know, I think they'll learn from it. I don't think they have enough to stay up, um, but as I say, certainly it's, it's, it's a learning curve for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stoke could have really done with the three points here, couldn't yeah. they? Massively. Um, I'm still calling for Nathan Collins to give in, to be given more of a go. He played against Blackburn in mm-hmm. midweek and had a good game, uh, but he was dropped for this game for James Chester who gave Ray a penalty in the last minute. So I'm still ringing the bell for Nathan Collins to get his chance this season. Uh, Two points clear of the relegation zone for Stoke, but could drop back in there if Borough win on Monday night. So So Stoke will be outside the relegation zone on Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, Another relegation six-pointer was Huddersfield. They beat Charlton 4-0. Two dominant performances out of nowhere. From Danny Cowley's side, yeah. they're now up to 17th, which must be their highest position of the oh, season. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Uh, their business in January may well have saved them, yeah. wasn't it? Because Smithrow, Toffolo, Stearman, Lursall have all looked really good since coming mm-hmm. into the team. Especially Toffolo, who I'm a big fan of. And they are looking like they may have well just staved off the threat of relegation. Yeah, I think... The the signings have helped, and as well as that, the the upturning form of um, Bakuna has also given all a different edge. Cause that goal, he is uh, yeah uh, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't the assist, um, he is a character, um, mm. but he's also. So good with his feet, yeah, and he has got ability. He's shown that throughout the season, and he's shown flashes yeah. of absolute brilliance. Mm-hmm. and You just wonder why he isn't doing it more often. Uh, Danny Cowley says if he sorts out his lifestyle off the pitch, he could become a really good player. What does that mean? I don't know. What's he doing off the pitch? He might be going paintballing at the weekend, fox hunting, oh, or I don't know, carjacking. Or something like that. I just want to make sure Bec- I just want to make sure people know Giannini does not do fox hunting or carjacking. Might do paintballing. Yeah, might do paintballing. Yeah, or bowling or something like that. Anyway. But either way, absolute screamer of a goal mm-hmm. and really good player. Could be a very, very good player, as Danny Cowley says, yeah. if he sorts himself out. Uh, Colin Grant got two here as well, and is back in form four in his last five. Uh, Charlton, this was an absolute stinker yeah. of a performance, really, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's two wins and six for them. They're, they're two points above yeah. the relegation zone. So They've I been think, dragged back in it, and Yeah, it's, it's still proverbial. It's squeaky bum time for them. Massively. It, it's not very nice. Yeah. Uh, and obviously relegation is now probably a serious threat. Um, two points ahead of Borough. Then they're not helped by, you know, their defensive setup. Defensively, they've only kept six clean sheets all season. Um, cool. For for for, uh, for a team that doesn't create too many chances, although they are efficient at taking their chances, for a team that doesn't create many, conceding as many as they do and as often as they do. It's not good No, no And it's got to be pointed out You say they've only kept Six clean sheets all season Dylan Phillips has been One of the best goalkeepers In the league this uh, no, season uh, Yeah, yeah he has. So that shows, says something About how many chances They concede yeah, exactly. a game But yeah, Charlton are In real, real trouble There are quite a few sides In real, real trouble Which shows how tight it mm-hmm. is At the bottom of the table uh, After we said we thought They could be dragged Into a relegation battle Reading eased those fears In a 2-0 win over yeah. Barnsley It was a bit lucky though <laughs> Barnsley had loads more and much better chances than them mm. uh, Yaku Maiti with one of the worst goals you could possibly score Goals a goal he Hit him while he's lying on the ground and then dribbled over the line Did It was it. absolutely he, terrible he meant, that. he meant that He meant he knew what he was what doing good do. uh, Eight points ahead of the bottom three now of Reading Yeah, you'd expect them to be um, clear mm. uh, It's just their recent form, isn't it, that's yeah. been the real concern yeah, I, exactly. I, I, They didn't even play very well here did they? No, but they haven't they haven't really played very well all season the, the reason why I say that I think it was the, the game I'll go back to the one I went to was when they beat Derby 3-0 um, they were fairly poor and Derby created a lot more chances than them which which echoes this game against Barnsley where Barnsley have created a lot more chances against them I think with the Barnsley side there's a bit of naivety there um, obviously with the young players they have not taking chances but you know make no mistake reading were were fairly efficient going forward didn't they you know, paid paid on the counter attack they proved dangerous on the break several times and as i say perhaps it just comes down to championship quality against a team that has struggled all season yeah uh, Pusgas has picked up a bit of form got a goal here and now has three in four mm. which means he's finally paying back a bit of his uh Fee, that was quite large at the start of the season. Uh, I'm still counting this as Barnsley's good form continuing because they deserve yeah. something from this game and were previously getting results on the board mm. as well. Uh, they are, however, five points from safety and when you're down there, that five points looks massive, doesn't it? It does, but the games can, they, they come thick and fast. There's 30 points to play for. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win all 10, but it takes... It, 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 That'll does, be very impressive. Yeah, it would be very impressive, um, but it only takes a small run of form. We know Barnsley have got ability and they've got the capability to pick up wins and we've seen it. Um, and they are in good form, as you say. Um, so it's important not to let this defeat, you know, harm the conf- confidence that they've got. Because um, as I say, it's just naivety, I think. Just checking uh, if Barnsley do win all 10 of their next games, then uh, they could still finish in the playoffs. You never know. It's the Championship. You never know it is the Championship. But, but Barnsley, we were saying Luton we don't think will stay up at this point. Uh, Barnsley, I've got a bit more hope for. Is that something you'd agree with? Well, when you've got players like Corley Woodrow, Connor Chaplin, Jacob Brown in the forward areas, you've got Alex Motor creatively and obviously defensively they're a bit suspects. But they've got, they've got a better rounded squad. More rounded squad, I should say, than than Luton have. Yeah, going forwards is not a problem for them, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's very much their defensive frailties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brentford threw away a two-goal lead away at Cardiff as they drew 2-2. Uh, Brian and brumo scored a free kick, which on first glance looked absolutely brilliant. <laughs> then you see it again and you realise it's nowhere near the corner and... You wonder what on earth Alex Smithies is doing yeah, in goal? Yeah, maybe he could have got that if he'd uh, dived a bit quicker. It wasn't just that he it's down the middle. The free kick was yeah. pretty much central, and Smithies is very close to his post that he shouldn't be. Yeah, and it just goes in. It's a it's a big old wall as well. Yeah, well, when you're playing for Cardiff, it's always going to be yeah. a big old wall, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Volks's red card does uh, a knee drop on Norgard's head. Yeah, I thought it was a red. I'm absolutely flabbergasted that the referee hasn't because the referee has obviously seen it because he's warned Volk's. And the whole Brentford bench yeah. looked absolutely furious. It's Thomas day- Frank does ne- he he's uh, he's very calm on the touchline but he was fuming getting in Volks's face. Yeah, it's uh, it's dangerous. That is and he knew what he was doing as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he did. It's so dangerous. Knee dropping someone on the head while they're on the floor is I'll be critical here. It's cowardly and dangerous. It's, yeah. why There's no point. What's the point? Yeah, Brentford still three points, though, inside the yeah. top six. Uh, Cardiff are so one-dimensional, aren't they? It's painful. We've said this for a while now, haven't we? Yeah, but it, it wasn't until I saw this game that I realised how shithouse they are. Because... He's like, oh no, we haven't got Lee Tomlin anymore, so let's just lump it up the pitch instead. Yeah. Oh, we've got a throw in in the final third. Let's launch it into the box. I uh, I heard an interview with Leon Enton recently about A.D. Boufroy, how he put Danny to up front, and he was their only source of goals at one point. And there's 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 sort of echoes of that in this Cardiff side, where they're so lacklustre of any quality um, that they literally resort to. Throwing everybody in the box yeah, um, And it is, that is a shame Because there is ability in this Cardiff team mm. I mean defensively They're pretty yeah. sound yeah. aren't they But going forwards it's just Anti-football And it's absolutely disgusting <laughs> <laughs> Millwall won Bristol City one. two sides Chasing the playoffs two sides out of form And a point doesn't really Suit either side well, that, you you've hit the nail on the head. A result for a result for both teams was important. I don't think either team would have wanted to lose that because um, Millwall gets them out of touch of the playoffs, and Bristol City it pushes them further behind Preston. But you know, a draw again doesn't really suit either side. So, yeah, bit of a yeah, bit of a. Style, mate. Yeah, Millwall have still got faint hopes I think that's fair to say just mm-hmm. faint uh, of getting in the playoffs Bristol City very much in there But their current form isn't inspiring To say the least no. uh, A couple of penalty shouts in this game Bristol City um, had a claim when it hit Jake Cooper on the arm That was obvious for me I thought that was obvious as I th- well I think it was Dean Ashley on Quest saying It wasn't a penalty But yeah. his hand's very far out Yeah, he it was very far out Yeah He's quite far away from um, Vyman, who yeah, crossed kicked it, it against yeah. his hand, and it's right in front of the linesman. And he also looked very sheepish when he uh, looked incredibly <laughs> sheepish <laughs> because he knows it hit his hand. Yeah. I can't can't believe that's not been given. No. And then the other one from a Millwall perspective was Jason Molumby was booted in the air yeah. uh, by Adam Nye <laughs> that was um, obviously as well for me yeah I I, I couldn't really see it that, that well from the it angles was, that I saw but it didn't look like it was uh, well, very well played by Nye Adam Nye obviously nowhere near the ball because uh malumbi has got to it first and he's just wiped out Molumbi mm. as a penalty all yeah. day he didn't know he was there did he I reckon he the he's just did. evened it up yeah <laughs> uh, it's been seven games now since Jed Wallace got a goal or an assist in that time, Millwall have won once. Earlier in the season, I said Millwall are a bit of a one-man team uh, because <laughs> Wallace was the only one uh, getting goals and assists, or the majority of them anyway. And I got panned for it, yeah. but the fact that he's gone off the ball and so Millwall, I think, speaks volumes. I'm just going to say two words to you: gone, Matt Smith. <laughs> but Jed Wallace is. It's so crucial to this Millwall side, isn't it? And they lack so much talent going forwards that when he's not playing well, Millwall don't play well. Well, I, I don't think it's helped by Conor Mahoney not being in form all season. Yeah. He's, not, he's been inconsistent. He's not got a run of games. He's really struggled. And so. he has struggled. And I, I, I expected him to kick on because he was pretty effective there last season. I think at the start of the season, he got a couple of goals and assists as well. So you know, the onus really has been on Wallace all season to, to create. Yeah, but they've also lacked in the other areas of the pitch. For example, the strikers, um, Matt Smith, who you've just mentioned. And then uh, they've also played Bradshaw, Bad Varson, mm-hmm. up front. Strikers who just, I mean, Bradshaw had a good spell earlier in the season, yeah. but they don't really contribute going forwards. They don't contribute to the build-up play, do they? And that, doesn't help either. So if there is one thing Millwall need in the summer, it's going to be a better winger, better players going forward who can help with the creativity and maybe a striker who can contribute a bit more to the build-up as well. Uh, Interesting start in eleven from Bristol City. Dan Bentley was unavailable Mm -hmm. and Wells, Hunt, Williams and Eliasson were all dropped to the bench. I know they've not been in great form, but if I had to pick four players... That I wouldn't drop to the bench. I think Wells and Eliasson and, and maybe Williams as well would be some of the players that I'd be thinking. Why on earth would you drop them? Uh just smacks of a man under pressure, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Making big changes to get a, get a result. And I mean, he will say it worked. They got a draw, but they weren't they weren't that good again. So. No, no, really, really quite poor. Really, weren't they? Yeah. And it's. The the way things are going, it's hard to see them finishing in the playoffs and maybe even drifting away from the playoffs because there are sides behind them who look like they're in better form at the Mm -hmm. moment but as we always say with Bristol City they could always turn it around and go on a crazy run of form towards the end of the season Uh, let's head to Ewood Park where it was Blackburn 2 Swansea 2 Bradley Johnson equalising in the 95th minute this was a good match both sides Mm -hmm. really going for it the best bit was the Swansea players collapsing at the end yes yes Um, I was gonna say I saw a tweet saying that Swansea had uh, time wasted all Game when they got the lead and uh, finally uh, conceded in the last minute and mm. absolutely devastated and you would be yeah, as a football fan you love it when that happens don't yeah. you yeah it absolutely is. fantastic but again I don't think a point is great for either side really uh, yeah yeah as you say it, same as Millwall Bristol City um, again you don't really want you same same it's an absolute carbon copy of that game you don't want to lose it neither teams wants to lose it but a point isn't ideal but. I think Blackburn would take the mm, confidence coming out of this more so than Swansea because obviously they've got back into the game and in the last minute and that can sometimes kick you on for another run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rhian Brewster, superb goal from him. He's got four since joining in January now and he is starting to show what he's made of because Mm -hmm. he's never really had a chance uh, at senior level in football before, so He's really showing that he is a talented player, that the talented player that we've been hearing about so far. Yeah, certainly he's he's got the ability. Um, another player for Swansea is, is Freddie Woodman, who's now saved the most penalties in the league. I think I think he's saved five now. So mm. pretty good going, two back to back. But going back to Brewster, mm-hmm. he is showing that he is a quality player, and he's scoring goals, even though he's still so young and such a raw talent, isn't he? Not much else to say on that? He's you've, you've hit the nail on the head. He's, he's, he's a good player who, same as the Mark um, Gehe loan, it'd be nice to see him on an 18 month loan rather than to the end of the season because I think he needs somewhere where he can develop um, for a longer period of time. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair shout. And he's not got Well, he could potentially get a couple of games off the bench for Liverpool next season, I suppose, but that's not going to do him any good. No, no, you want him to be starting games, don't you, ever, really? Yeah. And maybe even. At a lower Premier League side I suppose The way he's going I think He needs a full season In yeah. Championship I think He's still young isn't he, And yeah. still quite raw uh, After a good run Of form for Blackburn They've now drawn Their last three mm-hmm. Which isn't ideal Is it it's Even not... though They Not too long ago They looked like They didn't have a chance Of getting yeah. in the playoffs But now they've really Given themselves A good chance Yeah they, they have uh, I think maybe The playoffs for, for both these sides Are just out of reach But they are Clinging on by a thread And um, so getting the results for Blackburn, they're not losing games, which you've seen Bristol City, they've been turned over, Swansea have been inconsistent, lost a few, drawn a few. you know Blackburn have been more solid, got a bit more a bit more character about them than 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 other sides. um player for Blackburn that deserves a lot of credit is is Bradley Johnson. He's looked really good alongside Lewis Travis, and that partnership is is proving fruitful for, for for Blackburn. Yeah, they're both hardworking, industrious mm-hmm. players, aren't they? And I suppose Travis having somebody like Bradley Johnson next to him is going to help. Yeah, massively yeah. because they're very similar players. But Bradley Johnson's a very experienced player at this mm-hmm. level, isn't he? And uh, Travis will only get better playing alongside someone like him. Yeah. Uh, just going back to what you just said, you don't think Blackburn or Swansea have a chance of getting in the playoffs? I think they're just. I think. I think it's just out of reach. There's. I think they're both very early on in their sort of not transition but process into becoming a very good team. But both very good teams. Obviously, Swansea have got a lot of loans. Blackburn, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, they've got a good young squad that I think can develop and fairly similar with Swansea. But I completely disagree. I think Blackburn and Swansea have got a much better chance of getting in the playoffs than Bristol City this season. No. I I I agree with that, but they've got to get past Preston first. Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely possible. I mean, Blackburn are only three points behind Preston and Swansea only a point behind Blackburn. So, if they can put together a run of form like Blackburn have so far this season, then I think it's very much a possibility. If Blackburn do get in there, it'll be one hell of an achievement because of Hmm. all the injuries they've had. They've been absolutely battered by injuries, but they've looked better (laughs) without these blows, strangely enough. While Swansea... They've had a Joe Roden come back now and the loan players they brought in, I think, will massively benefit them. I think Swansea still got a very good chance of getting in the playoffs this season. Uh, Let's go to the battle of the potential points deduction. It's Wednesday 1, Derby 3. A weird game, really, because Derby were 3-0 up after 30 minutes. Yep. And Wednesday actually created quite a few chances in this game, probably more so than Derby. Uh, but it is a really poor result from a Wednesday perspective, mm-hmm. especially after winning in the week. It was a chance to build upon that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, just as it was looking up for them, it you know, come crashing down to earth. It was it was a fairly important game here, and obviously with the context of the potential points deduction, you know both teams have a threat of the points deductions that that could drag them into a relegation battle so a win for either side would would be massive Mm. but Wednesday look sloppy they look sleepy Um, at at the back especially Um, I know I wasn't at the game but I was surprised by Monk's subs making them fairly early you know he took Fletcher and Harris off as well Mm. and from a squad perspective they've I um, read a story that they've pretty much not banished Westwood and Hutchinson but they're not training with the first team anymore which is utterly bizarre given that Cameron Daw- Dawson has looked terrible for six, seven weeks now. Mm. It seems like things have really turned sour. Yeah. at Chef Wednesday, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's hard to say what is really fueling this all. Yeah. but things they're not great there at the moment. It's reflecting on the pitch, isn't it? Well, that has been the consensus on on social that fans are very much behind the opinion of that it has gone very sour. There's something. You know, as a phrase is 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 poisonous at the club. Mm. Um and it you know it's hard to look past that. That is certainly the case and when you banish in players like Westwood and Hudson who are very good players. They played they were very important in the first half of the season when yeah. Sheffield and Wednesday looked very very good. Chef Wednesday favorites because they've been there for ages, haven't they? No, absolutely. I know I know they are getting on a bit. I, I think Hudson's just turned 30, 31. Mm. Westwood's 34, 35. Yeah. But They are better than what they've got in there at the moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, as well, the the points deduction. We keep talking about this, and we don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's all just pure speculation Mm -hmm. at this moment. But if Chef Wednesday do get a points deduction, I'm not sure they'll stay up. I'm not convinced, because they look... They're so out of form. There's a poisonous, toxic attitude at the club at the moment. If Derby had one, for example... I'd say Derby would be all right; they'd stay up. But Chef Wednesday, things have gone so badly there that I don't think they will. Let's, you know, Luton we've resigned Luton to relegation. Yeah. Barnsley, they're five points adrift; they're, they're struggling, but they could they could break out. Borough, we've said they look very poor; got a very good chance of going down. Hull, we've said that they're on a they're they're crashing down to earth now; they're 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 hurtling down the league. I think Sheffield Wednesday would stay up, personally. I don't think a points deduction would affect that. Obviously, they'll drop down, but they've got the quality in the squad to get results more so than Hull and Borough. But the 12-point, if it was a 12-point deduction, that would mean they drop down to below Middlesbrough and just two points ahead of Barnsley. And as we say, we think Barnsley are looking quite good and have a decent chance Mm -hmm. of making up those points for the rest of the season. So, sure, there are teams down there who are in a kind of similar vein to Chef Wednesday where things have gone really bad in the last few weeks or so. But I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced about Wednesday. I'm more optimistic. Uh, Tom Lawrence on fire again for Derby. Yep. Scoring two. Mm -hmm. He's really picked up form recently. Chris Martin, three assists. Really good game for him, isn't it? No, definitely. And it's... I'd be disappointed if he doesn't get a new deal, Chris Martin. I know you roll your eyes every time I mention that. But I, I I certainly think that he will be a useful player for Derby. Just because there's there's no one there are not many players like him in the league. The best example would be Corley Woodrow. Obviously very different um physiques. I think they're but, very different players in Well general. let's Martin drops off into positions. Uh, in between the midfield and defence makes it very hard for defenders to pick up on him Corley Woodrow does the same that's his role now obviously Corley Woodrow is younger and quicker whereas Martin better different ages Martin back in the day was very very good oh yeah I'm not denying that okay, I'm okay, not so that Chris Martin back in the day was one of the best strikers in the championship I'm merely comparing styles of play not ability okay And that is why he gets assists, and that's that's why he's got a lot of assists for Derby, and that's why he's able to score goals because it's very hard for defenders to pick him up. I just don't think he's good enough anymore, quite frankly, because he doesn't score goals like he used to. Mm -hmm. And sure, he got three assists here, but in his last nine games before this, he created four chances. His his goal record and assist record is much better than Jack Marriott's, and Jack Marriott is a lot. Oh no, I think Jack Marriott's terrible as well he's so out of confidence and for me looks a bit overweight as well I just do not think he is the Jack Marriott's just not at this very moment good enough to be starting games for Derby Chris Martin not good enough anymore in general I mean you've said that all season but I think Martin's proved you wrong on on several occasions I don't think he has I think he has because his record I, speaks for itself. I'd, and he's I'd not much rather have it. Martin Waghorn up front yeah. than Chris Martin because I think Martin Waghorn is a very underrated player at this level. Okay. Chris Martin just not good enough anymore. As I say, four chances in his last nine games before this. I haven't got how many goals he scored in that time, but it can't be many. <laughs> what? On. With, well, I'm just going to say that I think you're you're being far too critical on Chris Martin. Given that he's, he's thirty-one, he's 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 had arthritis. Um, which has pretty much ruled him out, form-wise. And a, try and guilt-trip me. I'm just saying he's he's, he's had an illness and he, it's took it's taken him a while to recover. He's finally in a good place, and his form has actually been very good this season. I don't think he hasn't been very good. I think it's been very good. How has it been very good? <sighs> Based on what? What's he very good on? His goals, assists compared to his starts and subs. Right. I'm. I doubt that highly but we'll we'll leave it there. Uh in the most mid-table clash possible QPR 2 Birmingham 2 um a point for both sides neither side is going to trouble the relegation battle nor the playoff battle so meh yeah i think it's all about for these two sides yeah it's it's building on that uh, for next season um but it, has, you know, it was a good game as well. Um, one thing I'd like to say is, is Scott Hogan. He's, he's proving that he does have good ability oh, yeah. to play this level. He's absolutely lethal, isn't he? Six goals in seven now. Birmingham needs to do themselves a favour and just sign him. Well, I, I was going to say this. You know, If you play with another striker, he scores goals. Mm. I, I'd love to see the partnership with Djokovic carry on next season. I really would. So please, please make it happen. They've got to make it happen because if they don't, then it's just going to be, unless they get someone... Else, who can score goals as well, uh, then Birmingham could just be very well resigned to another season of mid-table mediocrity, couldn't they? Because he has been absolutely fantastic since coming in. Yeah. A real, real impressive spell for Scott Hogan and for him himself, because he's really struggled for the last few seasons now, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. Uh, One final point, Johan Barbe's passing for QPR is absolutely ludicrous. He completed 108 passes... Mm -hmm. This weekend The next highest In the whole league Was 70 (laughs) He also played The most long balls Okay Just unbelievable I mean He's a very average defender But his passing And playing out From the back Is absolutely sensational They're they're Tim Ream numbers They are Yeah And like Tim Ream Also pretty average At defending Yeah (laughs) Um, And then on Monday night Finally we have Middlesbrough V Forest It's a very interesting game um, for both sides because Middlesbrough, as we all know, are absolutely abysmal at the moment. Yes. Whereas Forest, on the other hand, are still very much chasing mm-hmm. not just a playoff place, but possibly even automatic promotion if they uh, can maintain a good run yeah. of form for the rest of the season. Um, any thoughts on this game? It will be an, in- an intriguing game. Um, Forest don't score too many goals, so I think it won't be separated by. A, glut, a gluttony of goals mm-hmm. um, Obviously Borough being on low confidence But I think this this, this game's geared up for Forest. To be honest with you I just can't see Middlesbrough scoring Not against his Forest side, no Because Forrest are so good defensively And Middlesbrough just look absolutely clueless Going forwards at the moment Are you going to give a score prediction? 1-0 Forest. I'm going to go 2-0 Forrest Two goals? Yeah Interesting uh, In other news this week there are There is loads of news, Justin We'll start off we have some good news because there are reports that Calvin Phillips will be included in the next England squad. And I don't want to cr- take credit for it because I've been blowing, <laughs> blowing the horn for the whole season. But it's obviously all down to his hard work and other people in the media saying that he should be included. But I will be taking credit for when England win the Euros. With Calvin Phillips as captain. With Calvin, Calvin Phillips in the pivot role, pinging passes to Raheem Sterling. <laughs> He's better than Declan Rice, isn't he? Yeah, at this moment in time, yeah. And he suits England's style of play better as well, because he is an unbelievable passer of the ball. He's got more to his game than... Yeah, he's more of an all-round Pirlo-esque player, whereas Declan Rice is very much just a destroyer, isn't he, really? Really? And I think, well done, Gareth Southgate. If it does happen, of course, because it's just reports at the moment, well done, Gareth Southgate. On opening, up self, opening himself up to criticism for picking a Championship player, but Calvin Phillips is a Premier League player. You better hope Grealish gets picked as well because <laughs> there's going to yeah. be a right of not But at the same time, Calvin Phillips, his his position, there aren't as many options as Jack Grealish is, though. It's, it is a very, very unique position. And as we've seen with England over the years, we've had Dyer play there, mm. Gerrard, um, Carrick, Scott Parker, but there aren't many. Obviously, Gerald is very late later on in his years. There aren't many like Calvin Phillips. We're not comparing them. Yeah, I know what I mean. But at the moment, we have Dyer, Winks, Rice. It's a specialist role. Yeah. Winks is the only one who plays the ball, really, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And he's not having his best season. So, Calvin Phillips, whether he starts, I'm not too sure. But well, he definitely deserves to be included. And well done, Gala Southgate, as I say. Uh, I let's go to some less good news. Kiko Kasia has been banned for eight matches and fined £60,000 after being found guilty of racially abusing Charlton's Jonathan Leeko. Uh, Kasia responded to the verdict by protesting his innocence. He's always denied the allegations and released a statement saying, I do not feel at all that the guilty verdict is a clear reflection of the incidents." Anything you want to say? I... Th- I th- i le- I think the FA are going to release a bit more detail on how they come how they came to their uh, decision. But I think all the fewer online, people are forgetting that <coughs> Jonathan um, Jonathan Lecco has been completely forgotten in all of this. You know, he's a twenty twenty one year old who has reported some racial abuse, and people are completely ignoring it. It's like the the Rugger uh, the Rudiger um, incident. How uh, Ch- uh, Spurs fans um, Held abuse at him after his complaint. You know, it's not going to help things going forward. It's going to de- um, deter people, deter players exactly. and whatnot, from from making these sorts of uh, complaints. Yeah, you need to respect these allegations, yeah. don't they? Instead of abusing people after they make yeah. the allegations. Um, there was a point you wanted to make, wasn't there, about how because the the verdict has come from probable. Uh, evidence yeah. is that right? Yeah. Um, as opposed to clear evidence. No way am I an expert on this, but what, all it means is it's as well. It's come come from the FA, not the EFL. There's no anti leads bias. It is a process. Yeah. And as I say, the FA are going to release more details on it. And at the end of the day, you're on a football pitch, aren't you? Where there's thousands of fans in the stadium, yeah. you can't hear. Everything that Mm -hmm. players are shouting at each other. So I don't see how evidence can be supplied in these incidents, really. Clear evidence, that is. Um, So you've got to base it on the evidence that you do have, really. Um, In... Other less good news, Birmingham boss Pep Clotet has reported alleged racist abuse aimed by a fan at winger Jeremy Baylor. Uh, police are investigating that. Uh, let's move on to Championship Clubs. They've agreed to push the transfer deadline back to the start of September. The move follows a similar change by the Premier League earlier this month. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, what's the point in changing it? It's like the, <laughs> the whole of Europe. Didn't go along with it. Well, so I we think that was the thing, wasn't it? The thing was, they were hoping that if the Premier League and Championship did it, they made the first step, then other clubs would follow. But they didn't. And now we're going to go back to the traditional nice transfer deadline day. It just means Jim White is going to be... He's going to be buzzing. He's going to be buzzing again. Off like, his tits on I, Red Bull. I hate the the enamour around transfer deadline. In an ideal world, if you were in charge of UEFA, for example, mm-hmm. would you move every league's transfer deadline to before the start of the season? It would make sense, mm. just because it's just logic. It's logic. But they're not going to do it because there'd be too much bite back from, mm. from other leagues and clubs. Yeah. Uh championship clubs are proposing a salary cap of 20 million pounds <laughs> to force drastic changes to the English football yeah. league. This is interesting yeah. because as you pointed out to me, mm-hmm. only seven clubs last season had a annual salary less than 20 yeah. million pounds. One of them Sheffield United it's worth pointing yeah. out which is, shows how good a job Chris Wilder has mm-hmm. done. But this on the face of it in my opinion, is a good idea because it would force clubs to stop spunking money and potentially ending up in a situation like Middlesbrough potentially could end up doing where they've got some players on massive wages and they can't shift them and they're playing terribly now and Mm -hmm. will ultimately cost them. Um, But what are your opinions on it? I mean, the gesture is right, but... In essence, it's never going to happen. A lot of people on social media have pointed out that it's just going to create an even bigger gap between the Championship and the Premier League when it's never been closer. But Um, as I just said, Sheffield United, under £20 million, it makes clubs, in my opinion, it makes clubs work harder when it comes to um, attracting talent, that kind of thing, searching for talent, instead of just spunking talent money on... Players who, yeah, are, no, probably don't deserve their wages. I do agree, but you pointed out seven clubs had a lower, uh, had twenty million pounds or lower, mm. which is, is well, it's not good enough. I think a salary cap, as I say, is is a, is, a, is a you know heads in the right place, but you're just not going to get everyone agreeing to it. The only thing I would say against it because I am probably for this and it does sound like it might, be ha- it very well could be happening mm-hmm. um, the only thing I would say is for example it would mean more players go to the Premier League and leave the Championship so for example Calvin Phillips for example mm-hmm. was linked to a villa in the summer but he stayed and that was probably because Leeds um, were able to say oh we'll keep paying you this much in there yeah. um, if we don't get up this season then we'll let you go Um but if this sallow cap was in place, Leeds may have, well, been forced to sell Kevin Phillips in the summer. Well, what happens to clubs that come down who then have to, they might not be able to move players. I mean, look at Stoke have only just cancelled, um, is it in Bueller's contract they just cancelled? Yeah. It's taken two years, mm. two seasons. I don't know how that would work. I presume well, there would exactly. be something in place, but I'm not too sure on the ins and outs. It, it will it won't work. Uh, some quick injury news Swansea defender Mike van der Hoorn is unlikely to play again this season after having surgery on his knee he last played two months ago massive blow for Swansea because he is absolutely mm-hmm. class probably one of the best centre-backs in the division all-round centre-backs yeah. yeah and if he was fit again he very well may have got Swansea back mm-hmm. into the playoffs uh, Hall striker Tom Eaves will miss the rest of the season with an ankle injury uh, they've had such bad luck with injuries haven't they yeah as I said you know they lost goal scorers Eaves was their top score. Goal scorer now with eight goals this season or in all competitions. And he hasn't played very well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so that is a worry. Massive worry. Uh, Patrick Bamford has been sent a motivational message by John Bon Jovi. This is weird. This Paddy, is random. Paddy is a massive fan of Bon Jovi and listens to their songs before a game. John said, I'm holding your next game check. You score, you get it. You don't score, you don't get it. Don't know what that means. I don't think he scored either No he so. didn't score so, so, so he didn't get his cheque Not getting paid No I'm assuming that was Just more money Which is Interesting But Isn't that I What a weird rules? friendship Yeah Yeah And finally The world's most expensive Piggy bank Has been unveiled The 18 carat gold design Costs £100,000 A sterling Silver edition Will also be available For £6,000 As part of a new range Of gifts By the Royal Mint Can you get on Amazon? Don't know Let's do some polls, Justin. Uh, at the start of the show we asked you three questions. The first one was Will Wiggins stay up? Yes or no? I think so. Seventy four percent said yes. Looking more and more likely, isn't it? Is pushing back the transfer deadline day transfer deadline to the start of September a good thing? Yes or no? Yes, because it you now with everybody else. Seventy three percent said yes. There you go. Uh, and finally, what's the best soft drink? Now, I read the comments just before we started recording, and it already created a heavy debate on what drinks weren't included. Um, but I mm. vote- Well, we just picked, you picked two, yes. and I picked two. Yeah. You picked Pepsi Max yeah. and Iron Brew. Yeah, I picked a good old Coca-Cola and an Orange Tango. And a good old Coca-Cola won by 35%. Pepsi Max got 30%. Uh, Iron Brew and Orange Tango both pretty much even on 18% I'm an eyebrow person myself Um, people are saying Dr Pepper which is absolutely disgusting it is Um, please sponsor us Dr Pepper Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cherry Coke it's a good shout but it's only good in like certain you have to really fancy it yeah Fanta Lemon I do like Fanta Lemon yeah but again it's it's only good on holiday Tizer do they still do Tizer I used to love Tizer is that still a thing or I don't know Uh, and somebody said h I. Is that water? Yes. Uh, Craig Boston, Pub PubQuest. I'm Justin. It's that time of the show where I have a mystery footballer for Justin. I'm going to give him six clues and he has to guess who it is. This player has made over 200 championship appearances and will have played relatively recently. So let's kick things off with the first clue, Justin. I've made 233 appearances in the championship, scoring 43 goals. Nathan Ellington. It's not Nathan Ellington. But glad to hear him mentioned, I made my debut whilst on loan at Scunthorpe in 2004. Andy Keo. <laughs> <to say. laughs> How did you get that? Well, he's, he's obviously a striker, and like Scunthorpe, they only had they had Billy Sharp and Andy Keo who were on fire. I didn't think it was that obvious that he was a striker because 43 goals in 233 appearances isn't very good, really. It was his days at Wolves and Millwall where he started to drop off a bit. Yeah, his uh, other clues are, at Championship level, I've played for six clubs, including Leeds, Cardiff and Millwall. I'm best known for my spell at Wolves, but I made over 100 appearances over the course of five years, which isn't that many. He cheated against Derby, I remember that game really well. (laughs) I've got 30 caps for Ireland, scoring two. Mm. Two. Prolific. And I'm still playing at the age of 33. He's in Australia, isn't he? No. Oh, he moved on. But he's moved, he's since moved abroad, playing in Australia, Thailand, Saudi Arabia and India. I think he's playing in India at the moment. But he's he's, he's going on a right tour of the world. I isn't was going to say, like last time I checked in, he was in Australia. He was doing quite well. He was doing very well. Yeah. Much better than he was doing in England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's playing in India now. But that's it, Justin. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. Sorry for Justin. Once again, guessing the, my Craig Bryson pub quiz in two goes. Shall we just have two minutes of dead air just to fill up the time, just because I, I guess it really quick, so... I, I'd say no, but we might have to at some point if you keep doing this. So please stop. Just come at me with harder ones. I thought that was quite a hard one. Andy Keogh. It's got to be Andy Keo. I don't remember him playing with the Scunthorpe at all. But anyway, um, one thing we don't do very often just at the end of our episodes is ask people to give us a review. On, uh, I don't think podcast. we've said it before. We have said it before, but not for a long time. So um, we're not one of those podcasts who ask you to do it at the end of every episode. But if you wouldn't mind doing it, then we'd be very grateful. It helps us out very much, so doesn't it? Yeah, we like we like praise. We we glean off it. Yeah. We love it. Give us a review. Um, give us uh, uh, stars. Five stars. Is that right? That's what mm, yeah, do but on that's Apple Podcasts. Podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah get, do all all that stuff and. Uh, yeah, we'll be very appreciative of it. Maybe even recommend us on Twitter as well. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, Justin will DM you personally to say thank you on Twitter for, if you do that. I, it's, yeah, I, I could do. Yeah? Yeah. You going to commit to that? I, yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next Sunday, I think. Do want midweek games, are there? No, it it's the you? FA Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it's the FA Cup. Uh, is it the FA Cup next weekend as well? There are championship games. Oh, there are championship yeah. games. On. OK, good. Uh, we might have something in midweek for you. Don't know yet. Yeah? You'll get what you're bloody given, won't you? Absolutely. I've been Ryan Diltz. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening.